0: Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan, and welcome to another episode of Ventive Connected Voices. In today's Hotspot 10 episode, we have Jim Hodge, who is one of the industry's best when it comes to CBRS. And that's exactly why Jim is here today. This will be part one of our CBRS series. So thanks again for coming on the show, Jim. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. It's a pleasure. So, Jim,
1: what is CBRS? Well, CBRS stands for Citizens Broadband Radio Service, Um, and it's the result of over a decade of collaboration between the FCC and telecom industry to bring 150 megahertz of spectrum in what's called band 48. It's the 3.55 gigahertz to 3.7 gigahertz uh, uh, spectrum, Um, and they want to bring that to the shared uh, commercial use across the United States. Uh, Previous and current users uh, of that spectrum are the U.S. government and some satellite users and CBRS allows virtually anybody to access that spectrum under some controlled and collaborative terms.
0: So when you mentioned controlled and collaborative terms, what exactly do you mean?
1: Well, CBRS is a spectrum that, since, like I said, since the incumbent users still have access, there's a hierarchy established to make sure that priority is awarded to the appropriate entity. So if the government wants to use the spectrum, they want to make sure that all of the other tiers uh, give that leeway not to jam the the. The, the government or the incumbents that are going to be using it so what's what happened is there's something called the sas it's a spectrum access system and it determines who can use the cbrs channels based in priority uh, a citizen's broadband radio service device they're known as cbsds they make a request directly to a sas to access the spectrum and the sas determines what radios are on the network and how much spectrum is available and they base that priority based on uh government use or incumbent use to make sure that there isn't any conflict or, or jamming going on.
0: Okay, so when it comes to priority access, what, what determines the priority access?
1: Well, the, this, the priority access is set up in three tiers. And the, the first access uh, is government and incumbent users, and nothing is allowed to interfere with those users. Uh, the second and third priorities, they are actually used for allocation. So the second priority is known as the priority access license. That's known as the PAL. And the third is general access. The PAL licenses are interesting because the FCC held auctions in 10 megahertz blocks to award priority blocks to competing organizations. So if a priority user enters an area, PAL users will get priority on available spectrum. Uh, what's something I think is also interesting about PAL licenses is that PAL holders can lease out their licenses to interested third parties that didn't uh, get any uh, the PAL licenses in the in the bidding under the FCC.
0: So how does the Spectrum Access System, or SAS, uh, know when a priority user needs the Spectrum?
1: Well, the SAS is connected to what are called Environmental Sensing Capability, or ESC sensors that detect incumbent-tier users. When the ESC detects a Tier 1 user, it notifies the SAS to reroute or otherwise provide an interference-free area where the incumbent can operate freely. The important piece to know is that if you have a PAL license or general access CBSD, you must be connected to the SAS through your network to participate in CBRS. An example of this would be if you're on the coast and a Navy ship enters the area and they're using radar or whatever devices that are using the CBRS spectrum, the ESC will detect that that user isn't entering the area, that priority user, and then it will tell all the other radios to reroute traffic or otherwise stop transmitting to make sure they're not jamming.
0: So seeing, seeing how CBRS is designed for the community, but what benefit does it bring?
1: That's a good question. I, CBRS is a new tool to the wireless toolbox. Uh, previous network operators are restricted to unlicensed spectrum or Wi-Fi or point-to-point to, point to, to meet wireless needs or invest considerable capital on licensed spectrum to provide coverage and capacity for primary, for primarily mobility purposes. Now we have this, what we call, lightly licensed solution. I've heard a lot of colleagues, colleagues refer to CBRS as lightly licensed, and I think it's an appropriate term. Um, and thanks to the SAS collaboration, CBRS is a, a bit more of an elegant solution compared to unlicensed spectrum. Now anyone interested in a private network has access to this very versatile 3.5 gigahertz uh, spectrum for mobility or point-to-point or whatever architecture they can find radios and devices that connect to the
0: SAS. So when we go out, we talk a, a lot about CBRS and whatnot. So what are some examples of users and use cases that will benefit from CBRS? This is a really important question for those out there.
1: Oh, absolutely, and that, that's that's the crux of a lot of the conversations with CBRS. So public safety is a great example of a user with a wide use cases. Uh, law enforcement has increased technical demands and data consumption with improved video surveillance. Fire departments use IOT devices on CBRS for fire prevention and response as well as integrate with fire suit technology. Uh, and of course ensuring the communication systems are in place to first responders to provide the most up-to-date information as well as providing updates to command centers as events unfold so in addition to public safety cbrs is a great resource for utility companies for high and low priority wireless communications for passive sensors to active controls and surveillance and security systems education is another user with use cases spanning from data heavy using students to classroom multimedia demands office administration, campus security, uh, sport and recreation activities. So in in short, any industry vertical that finds benefit with the wireless network in general benefit from CBRS. It's just a matter of identifying the use cases and the architecture that best suits their goals.
0: Now, I know, Jim, thank you for coming on today. And and we also, uh, we have a PLM, Seketu, who can also help. But if you want more information uh, you can reach out uh, to us directly at sales@ventive.com or you can go to our website at ventiveinfra.com to find out more information. Uh, Jim, thank you again for coming on today and I can't wait till you come on for part two. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I can't wait as well.